Now, I'm sure this didn't happen to all of us, but it probably happens to some of us, and maybe it happens to some of us more than it happens to some others of us, right? But, you know, you're on your merrily way, you're going happily along, and you're going to a room to do something, and there's something about the threshold of that room that as soon as you put your little toe into the room, it just hits you, right? And you think, I forgot what I came in this room for. I was looking for something, or I was about to do something. So you think, okay, go through it. Um, go back. What was I about to do? I came here, and I was talking. Ugh, right? And you forget, right? Never happens to me. Or, or you lose your car keys, right? Doesn't happen to any of you either, right? Good. But for everybody else, usually what they try to do is blame their significant other that's with them first. But then you have to realize, wait a minute. I did it. You think, oh, man, let's see, where was I? Sort of retrace our steps, right? I, okay, I went here, and I would have been right here, and I would have put them down, and, and, and uh, I can't find my keys. And we realize that in our attempts to do that, we, it's good to sort of go back to the beginning, right, to sort of retrace our steps and see where we've been and hopefully find our keys. Or, or maybe like this. In our family, it was a tradition we had every year we'd, We'd have a movie marathon one day, and we'd pick a, a movie that had uh, two or three parts to it. So one year, maybe it's the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? Or maybe it's Star Wars. This year, Pirates of the Caribbean, whatever. And we watch each movie back to back. I know, we're pretty big nerds, aren't we? But sort of the point was, you watch the whole story again, but you start from the very beginning. And it's good to do that because then you remember certain things that have happened. You're reintroduced to certain important characters and things like that. And it sort of sets you up to watch the entire movie or read the entire story. And so it's good to sometimes go back to the beginning. And today, in a way, that's what we're doing. We're starting in the beginning. Now, in the beginning, we have those very familiar words, don't we? In the beginning. Right? And most of us, we have a hard time. We don't remember, well, did the fish come first or was it the plants? or what happened? We don't quite remember the whole order of everything, but we remember those strong and powerful words. In the beginning. Now, people will volunteer to read Genesis 1 because I know where that one's at, right? Even the name Genesis, right, means origin. It means beginning of. And so we know there's something in the beginning. Now, if we think about Genesis 1, we realize that the biblical writers wanted to tell our story as God's people. And they begin our story, I think, at the point that they should begin. They begin with God. What, what, what tends to happen is sometimes you give people, okay, what's Genesis 1? Oh, easy. That's when we came along. That's when the world came along. And certainly that's all in Genesis 1, right? But the very first part of our story isn't about us. I know, hard to believe that we're not the center of everything. Not even about the world. But our story begins with God. And in the beginning, God. That's a great reminder. It's not about us always begins with God. 
And in the story, we traditionally we say, well, this is God creating something out of nothing. That's how powerful God is. And and, and uh, more recent years, we've sort of we, we affirm that, but we also kind of build on it and say, well, there was something there, but it was chaotic, and that out of that chaos, God brought order and peace. Either way, no matter how you read that story, what we see is that this story is our way of describing what we think about God. That this Genesis 1 creation story is not only our beginning with God, but it's us telling each other, reminding each other what we think about God. Because if you realize in the story, there's no question about who God is. The writers aren't trying to convince you about the existence of God or anything like that. It's understood and it's... uh, a known fact that God is there, and God has always been there. God has always been there. And as we read this story in Genesis 1, and even the second creation story in Genesis 2, there's, there's several things we can say about God, but two in particular that I want us to, to look at. The first thing we can say is that God is powerful. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never lived on another planet. But scientists tell me that this is a pretty good planet for us to live on. In fact, might really be the only one that we can live on that we wouldn't suffocate or evaporate or something. And so I kind of think to myself, well, what a wonderful world. I kind of had in my, my mind, hopefully, the whole congregation breaking out in song at that point. Any takers? <laughs> yeah. My poor family, here I am getting ready last night. I'm singing. <laughs> I see skies of blue, red roses too. That's right, he did. But what a wonderful world it is, isn't it? that this powerful God put in order. And when we, we, when we read this story, we are reminded that, man, God is powerful. But we also realize as we read it that God is creative, right? We call this the creation story, the story of the world that God created. So God is creative. And you think about all the awesomeness of our world and all the laws and everything that we study about our world and we say, man, God is powerful. We put them, but God is pretty creative. We think about it. How does God do that? And as we read this story, I think it's important for us to, to realize that that is how we read the story. That God is powerful and that God is creative. Because you know what happens. I mean, we've learned a lot about the world and nature and the solar system. We've learned a lot about our bodies since the thousands of years that this was written. And, and it's hard to, I think it's almost impossible to reconcile some of those things that we've learned with this Genesis 1 story. They just don't reconcile. They don't make sense. And what tends to happen is people will say, well, I'll take up the creation story and I'll leave all that science business alone. Or they go the other way, now I'll take up the science story, I'll leave all that creation business alone. And even a third option that many people try to do, 
I don't quite feel comfortable, but we sort of make up these, these guesses and we try, to, we try to make science or, or learning fit into the creation story. And it, and it just doesn't work because we realize that the writers of the story, I don't think, they weren't trying to give us facts that we could base our science on. They were trying to give us faith in our God. So that the only science we need You know what? Look around you. God did that. And if God could do that, what else could God do? The story is about us attempting to describe the awesome power and mystery of our God. The God we love and the God we serve. And now, if I'm taking us back to the beginning today, which we've already gone back, there's something about this creation story in particular that I want you to remember. There's so many things you could take from it. There's one thing in particular I, I want you to, to take for today, is, and that is that every part of the creation story has a purpose. If you were to reread that again, and pay attention if you didn't pick it up before, if you haven't seen it earlier, Everything that God brings into existence, right, God said, it has a purpose, right? Whether it's the light to bring light to the world, whether it's the earth to separate this, or whether it's the, the if you actually kind of read it straight on, it kind of looks like we're supposed to be vegetarians. But don't worry, I'm going to skip that part too, y'all. Cause <laughs> but every part of creation has a purpose to it. And it's when God sits back in the story and, and recognizes that purpose and sees it, it's when God says, it is good. It is good. In particular, there's three times that the writers say that God blessed certain parts of creation. When God blessed the birds and the animals and told them to be fruitful and multiply, right? Go do what you're supposed to do. Go fulfill your purpose, in other words. The writer says that God blessed humans as well and told them to be fruitful and multiply. Go do what you're supposed to do. Go fulfill your purpose. And even the third time, the writer says that God blessed the Sabbath day because the Sabbath day has a purpose as well to bring us rest from our work. We all need rest. Hmm? There's purpose in all these things. Now, if you think about, continue to think about this creation story, we, we've gone through day one and two and three all the way to day seven and God rested. Have you ever wondered what happened on day eight? Now, I don't, I'm not suggesting there's something we're missing from the Bible. There's no eighth day of creation where God played volleyball or something like that. But the point is, God brought this world together. And then we began to take our part in the story. And you know how we are. We kind of mess things up every once in a while. We lose stuff. We do stuff we're not really supposed to, even though we know we're not supposed to. And then the psalmist says, what are humans that you are mindful of them and I've got a few words to describe humans sometimes, but here we are. See, what happens in God's story is that we begin to take our place, right? And and you know how we are. 
things get pretty interesting as far as the Bible goes when we get into the picture. Because we tend to begin to write our own stories. Or we tend to maybe change the story a little bit. We tend to sort of want to be our own story writers. And eventually what we see that happens, we get so involved in our own story stories that we, we take ourselves farther and farther and farther away from God's story. The original story that God had. And that is why, friends, it is good for us to make an attempt every once in a while to go back to the beginning. To the very beginning. And we go back with God and we find what God intended for us. You see, God's story, when we go back to the beginning, it's full of peace. It's full of purpose. Like we've told with our children, it's full of love because there's relationship in there as well. You know, Christians, we read that and that whole deal about God says, let us form them in our image. And we think, well, what's going on here? And we read that as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in that is relationship, right? And God could have said, well, you guys, I know how you're all on your own. You could be just like all the other animals. But there's something unique about the relationship that God has and wants with all of us. And so in God's original story is that relationship that God wants for us. Our stories, they can be a little different. Our stories, when we think about our lives and the world that we create, It's hard to find real peace. Many of us are not at peace with ourselves. We're not at peace with each other. Probably not at peace with God either. And even purpose. You know how many people who feel like they have no purpose, they just sort of go through the motions of life and they thought maybe with this job or they thought with this person that things would begin to make sense and I'd have purpose again, but you just kind of find yourself there in our relationships with each other and even ourselves and certainly our relationship with God. It's just not, it's not there. It's not there the way God intended it to be. And friends, that's what happens when we start forming our own stories. But when we go back to the beginning and retrace our steps and see where we went wrong and see which turn brought us where, but we can get all the way back to the beginning we can begin to hear God's story again. That story God wants for us to have peace and healing, transformation and love and relationship. That is the story that God wants for us. So I don't know what it is this morning that you have on your heart or what season of life you're in right now, those things that can keep us from remembering that great, awesome, and creative story that God put in place for us. But whatever it is, friends, let me remind you that you can bring that story back to God. You can go back to the beginning and hear God's story once again as if for the first time. And that peace that you're seeking in your life that you haven't been able to find anywhere else, that relationship that's damaged, that healing that needs to happen, when we go back to the beginning, those are the things that we can find God wants for us. And friends, whenever 
we go back to the beginning. God is always there. Our story begins with God. Our story always begins with God. So would you pray with me? And God, the truth is, many times we allow for other things to shape us and to form us and to bring life to us. The reality is those things quite often bring us further away from the life you intended for us. So God, this morning, we pray that you would help us to go back to the beginning where you've always been. And God, from this day, tell us your story. Give us your peace and your love and your forgiveness. Bring us restoration that only you can give. And may today, God, be a new day and indeed a new chapter in our story with you. In Jesus' name.